93.0 FM and Durban North 107.9 FM Metro FM It's where you're at Talk, talk, talk. on Metro Metro FM It's half past eight. We are on to the third and uh, final segment of tonight's show. This is Metro FM Talk. I am Kope Didi Lokwe. Thank you for joining us. We're now joined by athlete, journalist and writer who refuses to let any obstacle conquer her. She's paralyzed from the waist down, but that hasn't stopped her from winning gold. She's a force to be reckoned with. And she joins us on the line, Palesa DJ Manaling. Good evening, welcome to the show. Good evening, Ma. How are you? We're good, thank you. Palesa, why DJ? <laughs> I used to play soccer in high school um, with the boys, and the boys gave me that name because I was just so good. Hey, <laughs> DJ, of all yeah. names. Because I would remix the ball against them. <laughs> remix the ball, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa, you you were not born disabled. Um, no. Take me through your life before the accident. Um, I'm told you used to run body 10 kilometer races. You even did some weightlifting. Take us through life before the accident. Um, well, I was a sports fanatic. I still am, but I ran 10Ks. Um, I, started, I started cycling. I used to play hockey, I played soccer, weightlifted, I swam, I played tennis. Anything to do with sports, I was into it. Wow. You know? And here you are now, categorized as a T9, T10 complete paraplegic, which means yes. that you have no stomach muscles or the use mm. of your legs. Take us to the 10th of September 2014. What happened on that day? I woke up like any other, any other day. I went for a jog, um, like an easy 17.8K jog, came back home, had breakfast, and I thought, you know what, let me take the bike for a spin around mm-hmm. the neighborhood. And I took my bicycle for a spin. I went down a street that I've never been down, going down, 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 down that street. Um, the brake of my bicycle failed as I picked up speed. I hit the pavement and I flew into the palisade wall. I uh, dislocated my spine, I broke to it, I punctured a lung, I fractured a shoulder, and I sustained a head Oof. injury. I was par- paralyzed at the accident scene. Oh, you were paralyzed at the scene? Yeah, I had no feeling, nothing. I just thought I was just, you know, numbness that was going to go away, but it hasn't gone away. <laughs> Goodness. And this is since 2014? Yes, September 2014. How has your years. recovery journey been? Oh, it doesn't, look, it's been okay. I've had bad days and I've had great days. I think the great days are when I'm um, busy with my sports because I feel free. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad days is when there are no rent and I want to go somewhere and I have to ask a stranger to help me down the pavement like a child. You mm. know? What was your biggest fear during rehab? That I'd never get to play sports again or that I'd have to go back to my mother's house. <laughs> Here, but Palisa, isn't that bad? Look, and you know your mother's your listening, right? As an adult, <laughs> you do not want to go home and be babied again. Yeah, makes sense. You, you, you had all of this going on in your mind that you may never walk again, you may never play sports again. Yet, 
after yeah. recover, somewhat recovering, you went right back to the sport. What what kept you doing sport even after this huge accident and such a big change in your life? Um, it's because I knew that's where my freedom lay, you know. Um, when I was a child, I struggled a lot in my academics. So I'd run to sports to deal with things. And then once I had my accident, I just knew that that's the place I needed to go. That's where my freedom lay, in sports. And, and it would seem there's nothing slowing you down since the accident you've represented South Africa in two World Cups in hand cycling yeah. and wheelchair racing. You won gold at the 2016 um, SA National Road Paracycling Championships in KZN. What was that like? <laughs> it, was, it was great. You know, um, it was, I don't think I have enough words to describe it. I mean, to win gold at national championship. Not only this year, it's a big deal. this year as well was was great. Um, I felt like I'm pick, I'm taking a step towards the right direction, and you know, when it comes to my sport, it it it's it's a huge deal, and and I hope you see it as such. Um, you are also one of the many former rehab patients who recently participated in the um, NetCare's annual sports day in Johannesburg for people with disabilities. What was that like? Um, it was great because, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to tell my story to what I like to call new recruits, you know, because I feel new like... New recruits? Once, um, <laughs> Who <yeah>. are these? Because <laughs> you know, um, once you become paralyzed, you, you, you join a new club, you know. You don't you, you sort of don't fit in with the with able bodies, but you also sort of don't fit in with the people who've been disabled their entire life. I hear what you're saying. You know? I hear you. Yeah. So when you recruit and you have new difficulties and uh, new fears, so when you see people who who are in the same situation as you, who are living up life and trying to have an everyday, ordinary life, you get motivated. Are you supported, Balissa? Um, I got great friends. Uh, my friends are great. Uh, my colleagues are, are great. You know, uh, yeah. So I'd say yes. I'm. Supported. That and I'm stubborn as well, so that works out well for me. <laughs> that actually works for you. Yes. You can imagine if you were to go around feeling sorry for yourself and, and wanting a pity party everywhere you go, you'd be in the doldrums, girl. <laughs> There's no you, point crying over spilled milk, you know. I, I, I get that. But it's still a huge, life-changing thing that happened to you. Talking about not wanting to cry over spilt milk, you were quoted as saying, you want your legs back. Talk me through that. Yes. Um, I wrote um, a story about, you know, my new life in hospital. Mm. And uh, on my legs back was, you know, it's about how I struggled to get into terms the fact that I'll never walk again. In my mind at that time, I thought that, if I could not walk, then I could not live my life the way that I wanted to live it. What I, what I did not realize is that uh, even without my, my legs, I can still be the best person that I can be. It's just that I'll, I'll just need to adjust a bit to society, you know. You, do, you, do you have a chance of, and, and, and I'm, I'm asking you a medical question here, um, is there a yeah. chance of you getting your legs back? What, what, what are the doctors saying? Uh, the doctor said I may never, because uh, I'm a complete paraplegic, because I have no feeling and no movement in my legs. 
So wait, are they saying you will never walk again or you may never walk again? Uh, we'll never walk again. But that's okay. what they say. Uh, I say wait and see. Okay. I, I, I like your spirit. I, I, I like your stubbornness, as, as, as you put it. <laughs> Palesa, not everybody um, views life through your lenses. Um, mm. And not everybody has the kind of support that you enjoy. And when I say not everybody, I mean not other para-athletes or other disabled or differently abled people, as I'd like to call them. Yes. What stopped you from throwing the towel in? Because there were many times when you could have. Well, you know, I figured that uh, I'm alive. I might as well live my life, you know. There's a difference between being alive and living your life. And if I didn't die on the scene, and I didn't die in those three days where the doctor said I wouldn't survive, um, what's the point of throwing the towel, you know? Mm. It wouldn't be fair to myself. It wouldn't be fair to all those people who were there running around trying to keep me alive, you know? Absolutely. Would you... Would you would you be where you are and have the same outlook had it not been for your your exposure as a journalist and and things that you've seen out there? Um, I don't know. Eh? Uh, I'd like to think so. Um, uh, I'd like to, like to think I'd be where I am. You know, if I was to take into account my personality and the kind of person I am and how I grew up, you know, uh, I'd like to think I'd be where I am. To other athletes out there who are now paraplegics um, Mm -hmm. and who have very little hope of getting back in the sport ever again, what do you say? I say to them, don't give up. I mean, um, the only thing that limits you is yourself. Never mind what everyone else is saying, or never mind uh, that other people have fears of their own that they want to put onto you. Just keep pushing. Because you there's know, a lot of that. Are you still there, Palissa? Oh, yes. Now, I was saying there's a lot of people projecting fears, their own fears, onto you. Exactly. I mean, when, when I came out of hospital and I wanted to play sports, because I, I started training again about two, three weeks after I came out of rehab. And that's when I started trying to get back into sports. And everyone's like, it's too early. You know, you should sit and relax, take it in. I'm like, those are your fears. You're, you're afraid to take mm. the step forward. I'm not. You know, this is what I want to do. You know, even now, even though I've, I've been a national champion two, twice, both sports, and um, I'm training hard, I'm, I'm cycling like 100 kilometers sometimes with the coach, people are still saying, don't do this, don't do that, because they're afraid of their own dreams. They want me to be afraid, and, you know, I'm not going to be afraid. I've got nothing to lose. Now, you are also preparing for the 2020 Summer Paralympics in Tokyo. Tell us about that. You know what? (laughs) Um, I've been preparing for that with the coach, uh, my coach, Dutty Lawrence, um, we, I'm trying. I want to be selected. No, no. Let me say this. I will be selected for 2020. I, I have to believe Speak that. Speak it um, into existence, girl. Yeah, it, it's been hard because you know sponsorship-wise, 
um, I need sponsors to go overseas to compete because you can't be selected unless you've been overseas to present the country. Uh, just representing the country in South Africa doesn't really make a difference, you know. Um, Equipment-wise, equipment is expensive, but luckily uh, where I work, they, they're willing to help assist me with equipment. Now it's just getting to the races. And another thing is that there are not a lot, a lot of races for differently able people in South Africa. So when I compete in cycling races, most of my cycling races I compete against able-bodied people. Uh, with my wheelchair racing, I try to take part in, in wheelchair races against able-bodied people. You know, I did my first 10K uh, two weeks ago, and I'm planning to do more like longer distances because I want to get into marathons as well. So uh, it's a lot of work on my side. You know, sometimes it's emotional draining, but I got to keep going because this is what I want for myself. And you've put it out into the universe, and as we know the universe working, it will most yeah. probably come to you. But you mentioned that there are still trials coming up and you need to go overseas. By when should this be? Okay, so my final trial for nationals on the 4th of November. So those are the final trials that will let me know whether I've been picked for the national, to compete at the nationals next year uh, in Feb. And once you get to the nationals next year, you need to prove yourself so you can go compete in Grand Prix and competitions uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. So both, the 4th of November, both, uh, this two weeks track. from now. I beg your pardon? When you say the 4th of November, you mean two weeks from now? Yes. Those are my final rounds of trial for uh, track. But the cycling, I'm going to the nationals next year in, in um, March. So I've got nationals in February, then I've got nationals in March because I compete in two sports. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely yeah. no stopping you, is there? No, the, they have to kill me first. But even then, I think I'd get up and continue. <laughs> even even after you've been killed? Yeah. <laughs> Palissa, your, your story is one of resilience and victory. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you for being stubborn. Thank you, thank you for it? not throwing the towel in, even when opportunity yeah. presented itself. Your quoted is saying, I believe that anyone who has experienced life-changing, disabling injuries is a superhero. Being a superhero doesn't necessarily mean that you have uh, to have magical powers just by living each day and reaching your goals, even if it's just one little step. That makes you a superhero. You can do anything you want to do. You can dream just as big as you used to and even bigger and i cannot agree with you any more thank you so much but before i let you go you mentioned that you would like to see more support from both government and media expantiate on that before we let you go all right um i'd like for the me like, let me give you an example we had the world championships this year all right mm-hmm. so we had a world championship for able-bodied people and for the para-athletes there was, not, there was hardly anything in the media about the Thai athletes. Some people don't even know our athletes, you know. Uh, but when, as soon as it was the World Championships for the able-bodied, everyone was talking about the weight for Nikes and the Castor Semenya. Okay. I take nothing away from those athletes, but we work and train just as hard. So I think we deserve just the same amount of coverage, the same amount of uh, funding from the government as well, you know. Makes sense. Athlete, journalist, writer, Palisa, DJ Manaling, thank you ever so much for making time to speak to us. Thank you for giving me the time.
And we wrap up after this.